Good afternoon and welcome to the Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. I'm an attorney here in Lakeland. My To call into the show, the number is 863-682-1430. That's 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. My office is conveniently located at 904 South Missouri Avenue here in Lakeland. That is directly behind the old Southside Dry Cleaners that's on South Florida Avenue. If you know where that's at, you can't... You cannot miss my office. I'm directly behind them. Today, I thought I would address a topic in a little different fashion than I've done before. Uh, and Usually, I'm dealing with traffic laws and updates on laws and things like that. I, I just wanted to hit what I call traffic pet peeves today. As most of you know, I've done hearings all over the state of Florida. I'm on the road quite a bit, even when I'm on a normal week of just going back and forth to Bartow or Lakeland, or Winter Haven Court, but even then I, I, I travel all the way across the state sometimes, depending on the kind of case and, and what kind of case it is and how many times I have to go. But I've, I've literally driven as far as Pensacola before and all the way down to Key West before. So I'm on the road a lot, and there's just certain things that some of it's illegal, and some of it's just pure common courtesy that we need to be thinking of when we're out on the roads to try to keep everybody safe. And it's particularly reasonable now because of the high number of vehicles that we have on our roads. Uh, I've lived in Polk County for most of my life. We have never had the kind of traffic that we even currently have. Um, the number of people moving into this area from other locations across the country is enormous. And it's because of our location between Tampa and Orlando. We're kind of sandwiched here in between the two. We still have some areas that can be developed, and they're being developed. And people are moving to this area because of the convenience factor of being centrally located between Tampa and Orlando. Uh, as some of you probably seen that sign out on I-4 that calls it Orlampa. And hey, we ain't too far from that, folks. I mean, these cities will keep their autonomy and all. But those things are merging closer and closer to us. So there is a huge number of people on the road. Not only do we need to obey the traffic laws, but we've really got to use some common sense and some common courtesy to, or in order to avoid accidents and also just to keep frustration levels down. So I thought I would talk about some of the pet peeves I have today. Uh, maybe it'll hit home for some of you. I'm sure it will. The first one is one that I've talked about before. It is still illegal to do in this state. And when we're talking about a multi-lane road, such as a four-lane road with two lanes going in each direction, or a six-lane road with three lanes going in each direction, that left lane is meant to be what's called a passing lane. It is not a, I'm going to ride over here just because I can lane. And I've had people in the past say, well, if I'm doing the speed limit, what's the problem? In Florida, it is illegal to just stay in that lane and impede traffic behind you. You're not allowed to just ride over there because you feel like it's okay to do that. You want to do that. Now, if you're truly passing somebody or if there's nobody behind you to where you would be then impeding others, there probably isn't anything really wrong with being in that lane. I mean, if you're passing, for sure, there's no problem because you're passing somebody. 
But if there's people behind you and you've made your pass, get over. It's illegal to ride in that lane. And as somebody that has to go to Bartow at least once a day a lot of times, sometimes twice, using the Bartow Highway, as we all call it, which is 98 South, that is a multi-lane road. And there are parts of it that are four-lane. There are parts of it that are six-lane. You cannot get to Bartow during peak hours in any kind of reasonable fashion because people get in that left lane and they just cruise along at whatever the speed limit is. That is illegal in this state, and it is certainly discourteous to everybody else on the road. Get out of the way. I'm trying to help you avoid the, the traditional middle finger type salute when people come by you. I'm trying to avoid you being caught up in a, a situation where people get frustrated at you. Uh, just get over. It's really common courtesy. Move out of the way. Um, you could end up with a ticket from somebody p- pulling you over. If a cop gets back there and gets frustrated too and sees that you're doing this, they can pull you over and cite you for it. And there are tickets issued for this. You could end up with a road rage issue where somebody gets really frustrated because they've got somewhere they need to be and you're blocking the path of how they need to get there. But otherwise, it's just a plain irritation to everybody on the road. Once you've made your pass, get back over. And you have to do it as soon as you can. Now, if the other lane's blocked up because there's so many people in it, you can keep passing until you get around. But don't just sit in that lane doing the same speed limit as the people to your right and think that's okay. It's not okay. You've got to get out of the way. And the next one I want to hit is one that I've talked about before, but they've changed the law. And that's hazard lights in rain or fog situations. Uh, Now, it is legal if you're on a road in which the speed limit is 55 miles per hour or more to turn on your hazard lights in the rain or fog. Is it advisable? Absolutely not. In fact, the Florida Highway Patrol still believes and, and advocated against this change in the law because of how dangerous it is. Um, but it's only on roads in which the speed limit is 55 miles per hour or more. And I think what we could do is safely say something like I-4, parts of Highway 60, uh, places like that is where you can do it. The issue is, should you do it? And the answer is, no, you shouldn't do it. And I'm going to go into that more after the break. You've been listening to Talk Radio 1430 AM and 96.7 FM. Welcome back to that legal legal show that was just addressed on the commercial break. Uh, this is your host, Tony Dodds, and call in the numbers 863-682-1430. That's 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863 863- 688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. I'm kind of going over some of what I call my traffic pet peeves. I, I mean, I literally drive somewhere between twenty and 25,000 miles a year. That doesn't sound like a lot, but when you factor out the timing of that, that's about somewhere close to 2,000 miles per month. That means I'm on the road quite a bit. And I, I sense after all these years of doing this, What can irritate other drivers is in addition to myself, and and there's no point in us being irritated if we can simply do some things that are courteous on the roads to try to avoid those issues. And before the break, I was talking about a change in the law that they've signed into into law now. It was actually signed in as of July of last year, 
that allows you to drive with your hazard lights on in certain weather-type conditions like rain or fog on roads in which the speed limit's 55 miles per, over, per hour over. Again, FHP recommends against it. I'm going to recommend against it. And the reason I recommend against it is, one, it's distracting as it can be having somebody with their flashers going on down the roadway. And a lot of people go, well, they can be seen. Okay, yes, they can be seen, but if they have to hit their brakes quickly, there are a number of vehicles still out on the roads that if you hit your brakes with your emergency or hazard lights on, the brake lights will not come on. So if you are out there with your hazard lights on, trying to think you're driving safely and all, and all of a sudden you have to come to a stop because the vehicles in front of you are coming to a stop, the vehicle behind you may not be able to adjust in time because they may not see a brake light even come on. My suggestion to you is, is that rather than putting your hazard lights on to drive, if you feel so insecure with driving under that condition that you need to have the hazard lights on to feel safe, get off the road. And I know that sounds very unsympathetic on my part, but it's not. I'm trying to be sympathetic to the person's needs if they can't feel safe without turning those lights on and trying to drive down the road with them on, they need to get off the road. That's the only safe thing for them because that means they do not feel secure enough in their driving ability to drive under the conditions that are there. And in those cases, they're risking other people in addition to themselves. So simply pull over, get off the road, get off on an exit ramp, something of that nature, and go find a place to ride it out until the storm passes. And it would be much safer for everybody under those circumstances. It's just easier. Next pet peeve, and this is one my wife has brought up, and it's not a requirement in a lot of places, but it should be a requirement, is there are certain roads out there where we probably ought to have our headlights on early or late in the day or even certain locations just so we can be seen, period. Oh, we have a caller. Go ahead, caller. Yes, this is uh, James from Auburndale. How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, could you win a case if someone had their flashers on and had an accident? Um, are you talking about win it for the person that's got the flashers on? or mm, Yeah. In other words, you had an accident because you got playing by the law, but then again, it could go tit for tat. What about the person who was paying attention, but he got in an accident because... You know, I got you. I understand where you're coming from, and I think there that would be a debatable issue. While the law permits it to be done, doesn't necessarily mean it's okay to be done. Um, I would have to defer more to a personal injury lawyer on something like that from a civil infraction perspective, meaning if they got cited, the question would be what they were cited for. If it was because their brake lights didn't come on because they had their hazard lights on, statute authorizes them to have the hazard lights on. So I would say I would take the position in front of a hearing officer, wait a minute, the legislature has authorized them to be able to do this. So if I'm defending somebody on a civil infraction, I think I could win it for them as it would relate to the issue of brake lights not coming on. Gotcha. But Nelson. in a civil case where they're being sued, it would probably be raised as an affirmative defense by the person that was driving with the lights on. However, that doesn't mean it necessarily would be a complete bar. Gotcha. 
uh, one of my pet peeves that I don't think you have talked about yet was if I'm ever approaching a school bus on a four-lane highway, and I see, you know, two-lane highway, and I see these cars speeding past that school bus because they know that, that school bus is about ready to stop the next yeah. stop. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be an accident. <laughs> it's an accident waiting to happen under those exactly. circumstances. And I hang up and listen to your response. Oh, I, and I totally agree with you. There, You know, if you see a school bus coming up and it's clear that they're getting ready to stop, go ahead and start slowing down and do the stop. I, I know it seems like it's going to hold you up for a couple minutes, but if you know it's coming anyway, because you probably travel that, that section of road daily anyway, get up a little earlier so you can avoid the issue. Uh, but otherwise, when that school bus, under the circumstances of what the caller was indicating, uh, is coming up to do a stop, once those bars come out that says stop, you have to stop. If you don't, and a law enforcement officer sees you, they're going to pull you over and give you a citation, and it's expensive. That is not going to be a cheap one. Uh, if the school bus driver can get your tag somehow, they will report you. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to get a citation at that point uh, because the officer didn't see it, but you're going to be kind of on a hit list at that point. They're going to be watching for you. So the answer is I agree with him on that. That is another one of my pet peeves. I see it daily. When I'm behind a school bus, even on a four-lane road, I'm just going to take and wait until I get the chance to pass them in a legal situation, meaning once they've made their school bus stop, they're retracting those arms. You can go around them at that point. It's going to take them a little longer to get up to speed than you are. Get past them then if you want to do it because you're authorized to do it. The The one I was getting ready to go into, though, is the, the failure to turn on headlights early or late in the day or uh, certain locations. Uh, let me give you the prime example. I've traveled up and, and down 471 off of 98 North uh, up in the northern Polk and going into um, Sumter County areas. That road is a two-lane road for most of it. The only parts that are, well, I think it's all two-lane down there. There may be some widening of the road close to 98 where truck drivers pull over and, and take a rest. But it is a two-lane road all the way up until you can make a turn uh, to get over onto I-75. And that's a back road way of doing it, but that's kind of a nice way to do it. And you can trim off a lot of time and avoid having to go I-4 over to I-75. But the long and the short of it is to be safe on that road, even in the middle of the day, it's safest to put your headlights on. And in fact, there should, I think there are signs out there that says, please turn your lights on. You're going into a deeply wooded area where the trees 30, 40 foot tall on each side of the road. It causes a shadowing to occur. And there are portions of that road where you're going to want to pass somebody else. It's going to happen. I've done it myself. The only way it is safe for everybody is if everybody has their headlights on because that way I can see what's coming at me from the other direction to be able to judge the distances. Otherwise, if they don't turn their headlights on and I go into that other lane, I may not be able to discern that they're even on in the other lane at a certain distance depending on the color of the car and how far away it is. Uh, if it's a red car or a white car, I can probably see it. If it's a green or a blue or a brown, something that kind of blends in to the wooded, uh, greeny rural area, it's going to be much more difficult to see it down the way. So in order to be completely safe on those kinds of situations, the best thing you can do, and I do it every time now when I get out there, my wife's the one that kind of insisted on it, and I, I tend to agree with her now that I've done it enough. 
is to turn your headlights on. It doesn't do anything to your car. It doesn't hurt your car. It just makes you safer when you go to pass because the people on the other side can see you as well. And even when you're not passing somebody, if they're passing coming the other direction, they will be able to see you. You're not just blending into the surroundings uh, that exist around where you are at. My next pet peeve, and it's not something I see a lot of, but I do see it enough, is people driving with their pets on their laps. And it's primarily a dog that we'll see that somebody has had in their front seat, not strapped down in any way, shape, or form, or at least trained to sit by itself. They come flipping over and landing in their driver's laps. Folks, I cannot tell you how distracting that has got to be for a person driving to have their dog sitting on their lap as they go down the road, uh, especially if they've got the window down and the dog is is got his head out the window and slobbering everywhere. I lo- you know I love animals. I-, I think they're great. We had our own dog for many many years. Am I going to get another one anytime soon? Probably not, simply because they are a lot of work and it's just my wife and I now at home, not the kids. So, but that doesn't mean I have any love less love for animals. They have their place within a vehicle, and it's not in a driver's lap as they're going down the road. We've talked on this program before about texting and driving. That is as bad or worse than texting or driving because they're distracted by the animal that is sitting in their lap as they're trying to function with the car. The other problem is if that dog's in their lap, guess what's also right in front of you in your lap? Your steering wheel. So the dog can have an adverse effect on your hands and the maneuverability of the steering wheel as it would relate to trying to get uh, take care of that car and keep from hitting anybody else uh, and making sure that you maneuver safely down the highway. Any pet, and that includes cats, uh, lizards, whatever you're going to have in your car, it's okay to have the pet. I don't have a problem with that. Just don't let them be in your lap. Make sure that the animal is trained sufficiently that it's not going to go crawling over into your lap while you're trying to drive down the highway. It becomes incredibly dangerous for everybody on the road. It's very unsafe, and it it makes it to where it's not good for anybody else that wants to be out on the road dealing with those kinds of circumstances. I've looked over even at red lights, and here's this dog sitting in somebody's lap. Yeah, it's having a good time. Owner's having a good time, but it's not safe for the other folks around them, and I make sure I get away as quickly as I can. You've been listening to 1430 AM and 96.7 FM. Welcome back to the Legal Eagle Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. I'm an attorney here in Lakeland. To call into the show, the number is 863-682-1430. That's 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. Today we're talking about my traffic pet peeves. In other words, things that just bother me. Uh, Some of it's legal. Some of it's just uh, bad taste type things or or things that just bother me going down the road. And and I'm trying to give everybody some ideas and insights as to how to act uh, that will cut down on the tension because of the amount of people that we've got on the road now. Uh, We've got enough tension-oriented ideas in our life already between making ends meet, inflation, gas prices, and everything else. Let's try to be courteous to each other. And some of the ways to do that is to cut down on 
aggravating circumstances within our driving and traffic concerns. Uh, we've talked about the riding in the left lane, uh, pets in li- laps, uh, hazard lights, and then the failure to even turn on headlights in certain areas where it's just good sense to do it. It's a safety issue. The next one I want to talk about is tailgaters. That's people that, that ride on your rear end going down the road. And some people say, well, if you get out of the way, well, what if you're on a two-lane road and they're on your rear end? We're not in a NASCAR race, folks. And for those of you that don't know what NASCAR is, I'll get you out of the rock that you must be hiding under. NASCAR is what we watch in on the weekends, uh, developed down here in the South to begin with. And basically, they will get into situations where they call it drafting, going around the track, where one will get right on the bumper of the other one, Part of the idea is they can help slingshot around and gain speed. The other part is they're saving gas. Well, if you if that is your way of saving gas right now because of the high price and cost of gas is to get on my rear end of my van and tailgate me, that is not a smart idea. I will get over if I'm on a four-lane road as soon as I can get around the car in front of me and you can go on by, but don't get right on my bumper. Yeah, there's such a thing called a brake check out there, which is probably illegal. But you know what? It's real effective at getting somebody to back off your rear end. Uh, I don't recommend it to get hit with, but I, it's one of those things that people have got to use a little common courtesy. And most of them are not Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're not uh, anybody like Chase Elliott who can get out there and tailgate. Even those guys, though, when they're drafting, end up in accidents. And those are highly trained professionals that get paid. Uh, I was watching the All-Star Race last night, and wrecks in it. And a lot of them are from where they're right behind each other, and they might even bump each other. And the long and the short of that is, is tailgating, it's extremely unsafe. It's where somebody's right on your bumper. If you think you're being cute and saving gas, you're not. Not at those speeds. It, the amount that you would be saving is certainly not worth the risk that you're increased on it. And you're not going to make me go faster, in fact, I'm pretty sure I might actually slow down just a little bit more. Maybe I can force you to kind of get off my rear end by slowing down some. So the reality check is don't go whipping up on the rear end of another vehicle and think you're going to kind of push them out of the way by being there. They're going to get over once they get around. If they don't, then you can pass to the right of them on a four-lane road. Secondarily, they're, they're committing the law violation if they continue to ride in that lane. And they're the ones that are the real problems. But riding on their rear end is not going to solve the problem at all. So try to be courteous. Do not just run up on the rear end of somebody and stay there and hug them. You're not getting paid any more to do that, much like the, much different than the, the drivers in, in, a, in a stock car race in general. You're not getting any benefit out of it. There's none other than you're taking everybody's lives in your hand because of the risk factor that's involved on something like that. So just don't do it. Driving way below the speed limit is a huge pet peeve of mine. On the highways, and I'm going to use Interstate 4, which I hate going on Interstate 4 anymore. I can't tell you the last time I drove on Interstate 4. I try to avoid going on Interstate 4 because of how deadly it is out there. But if you're out on Interstate 4, there are, or most of the area down through, if not all, has a minimum speed now that you have to be able to go. 
Uh, it's either 40, 45 miles per hour, I believe. And long and the short of it is it, even that is probably dangerous, and you certainly don't need to be in the middle lane doing it. Now, if traffic is backed up because of some huge accident in front of you and nobody's doing over 25 or 30 miles an hour, they're not going to tag you for going under the speed limit. But if there's no blockages and the road travel is free to go and you're out there doing 35 or 40 miles an hour, even in the far right-hand lane, one, you're committing a huge problem safety-wise because other people are not traveling at that speed. Typically, we're talking a 65 or 70-mile-an-hour speed limit, and very few of the people are actually doing what the speed limit is. Most of them are doing 75 to 85 miles an hour or more. You are creating the, the problem at that point. Get off the road. If you cannot drive any faster than that because you don't feel safe doing it or your vehicle is simply not capable of doing it, don't drive a tractor down the, the right-hand side of Interstate 4. And I've literally seen that before where somebody was moving their farming tractor from one location to another and they got over on the right-hand side. Well, that's stupid. If you're going to do that, go use one of the other back roads and use back roads to do it. You can legally do it in certain instances. There's ways of doing it. Or if you've got a regular vehicle that's having mechanical problems and it's not safe to go over that with it, then don't get out on the interstate. You are ultimately causing huge problems for those around you that are going to end up leading to safety concerns, and it may not even cause you to be in an accident with them, but it may cause cars in other lanes to have accidents trying to get around you. And you may say, well, that's not my fault. No, it is your fault. You should not have caused the problem that ultimately had an accordion effect, so to speak, of other people being involved in a, in a traffic situation. It also is not worth the amount of aggravation you're causing for other drivers on the road. If you're doing at least the speed limit, you're okay. Just don't get in the left lane and try to stay out of the middle lane if it's a six-lane road. Get in the far right lane. That way you're causing the least amount of inconvenience for everybody else out on the road. Uh, it, it's just, again, I get back to common courtesy, and unfortunately, people forget that when they get into a car. They're like, well, I've turned it on and I'm driving. I don't need to think of anybody else. No, think about the other folks that are on the road and try to stay out of their way. Yes, maybe they shouldn't be doing 85 in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. I get it. That's against the law. And if a if trooper catches them, they're going to give them a ticket for that, long and the short of it. Sheriff's deputies, they catch them, they're going to give them a ticket for it. But that's not your problem. The issue for you is to not create bigger problems, especially by going too slow uh, in certain areas on highways. The other one that's the next big problem I've had is what I call the green light sleeper. And it's not necessarily sleeping through a green light, but this gets back to the old illegal texting and driving or playing on your phone and driving or talking to somebody else in the car driving. If you're the first car in a lineup or even the second or third car in a lineup and that line goes through because the light's turning green and you're still sitting there, you, one, you may get hit in the rear end by somebody behind you that thinks you're supposed to be moving and you didn't. Or secondarily, you're certainly, again, causing an inconvenience to every one of the people behind you. And that is a real problem. Uh, you may be causing the accident at that point because you're not moving according to the glight that has occurred. I almost daily have somebody that sits through part of a light at an intersection. And when I say sits through it, 
They're busy doing something else. They're distracted, and they're not bothering to do what they should be doing, which is paying attention to the surroundings around them and everything else going on around them. There are a lot of lights where in in Lakeland or even in Polk County in general where some of the lights even on major roads, only maybe a half a dozen cars will get through on a turn light. If somebody sits through half the light, that means only two or three are going to get through, which means you're backing up traffic and causing a delay within the traffic system. And it's not fair to everybody else that's out on the roadway, and it creates hostility. And here comes that, that salute that nobody wants to see or hear is there's a salute that you're going to get when that happens, or you're going to get the hong, uh, horn honking issue. And I don't like honking a horn at somebody, but if the light's about half gone and they're still sitting there and they haven't moved, I'm probably going to give them a nudge at that point by honking the horn. You've been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM, and I look forward to talking to you more after the break. Welcome back to The Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. To call in, the number is 863-682-1430, but better yet, to contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. During the break, we had a caller. Go ahead, caller. Yeah, Tony, uh, you remember how you were saying earlier that some people think that you can do the speed limit in the left lane um, and that it's not legal because it's the passing lane. And I was thinking about the legislative intent, and I want to get your opinion. At first, it seems like that the speed limit, if you're doing the speed limit, everything should be okay, and people have used the logic. But I was thinking that maybe the legislative intent, and this is where I want to get your opinion, is that what if there's an emergency vehicle that will be permitted to exceed the speed limit? Number one, do you think that's the legislative um, in, intent. Uh, no. Number two, if you don't, then what do you think it was? No, I, I can tell you what the intent was. Get people out of that left lane that are not passing. The problem we've got, Gordon, in this state now is so many people are here. And, and I'm going to use I-4 as my prime example, but we can talk about I-75 and I-95. If everybody is just doing the speed limit, you're going to create a very hostile environment out there. Because not everybody does do the speed limit. Uh, and, and so that left lane in the statute is designated as a passing lane. And that means it's not intended to be something that you just ride along in. You're supposed to use it to go around other vehicles. Now, obviously, if there's nobody behind you, it doesn't kind of matter at that point. You're, you could still be considered, I guess, so to speak, passing. But if there's people behind you, once you've made your pass, get over. Because the intent, the legislative intent is to get out of the way. Uh, it's to free up that lane so that it does not create a log jam like we see so often on I-4 with people that don't do that. Okay? Um, I just have one quick follow-up question. Doesn't, doesn't the way that the law is written kind of tacitly encourage people to exceed the speed limit if they're passing or give the stamp of approval because it can't be legal to exceed the speed limit when passing unless it's written in the statute and it's well, not. And I don't disagree with you. It probably does tacitly do that. Uh, but it also allows somebody to pass when, say, say the speed limit 65 and the two right lanes are going 60 miles an hour, but maybe they're both obeying the speed limit. Well, a person that's doing 65 could still get into that left lane and go around. So everybody would still be obeying the speed limit and yet they'd be staying out of the way enough where if you have three lanes of people doing 60, then the person that wants to do 65 can't. It makes sense? 
Yeah, me personally, I, after I nearly got a ticket once, I, I no longer tried to exceed the speed limit, and I'll just get in the right lane because I can get there just as quickly in the proper lane as the improper one. So no, two, I, wrongs don't make a, two wrongs don't make a right. No, I agree. But I'm not going to complain about the other person exceeding the speed limit. That's on him. No, I agree. So, I don't disagree with lot, you. Tony. You got it. Thanks, Gordon. So uh, we kind of cleaned that one up a little bit. Um, we talked about the green light sleepers. Now, the other end of that, though, is you don't have to sit back there, and, and as soon as that light turns green, all of a sudden honk. The person it's in front of you knows it's turning green. It's the matter of whether they saw it or not because of what they were doing. Give them a second. Don't just do it because the light turned. You're creating a problem. The other one of the other big pet peeves I've got is, and this I am a motorcyclist. I have ridden motorcycles for years. I don't currently ride because I don't have time to ride. But I have ridden long distances on motorcycles before. I can't stand it when somebody rides their motorcycle between two cars going down the road or they are riding on the shoulder of the road. Motorcyclists are bound by the same rules the rest of us are. And that means you follow along in the lane, and if you want to pass, you get into the passing lane. But you do not go weaving in and out of cars and using the shoulder for passing. That is an idiot that's going down the road, and they're going to ultimately get themselves hurt. Uh, somebody in a car might even be trying to swerve over all of a sudden just to get off the road because they may be having a personal emergency. Well, this ding-dong in a, in a motorcycle that thinks that that side piece to the road is his personal lane going down through there could end up getting creamed out of something like that. If they will be patient, they will be able to get through just like everybody else on the road. You have no extra ability to do something else legally uh, by going in between cars, going weaving in and out of traffic. Uh, I've even seen motorcyclists doing wheelies, and I'm not trying to give them a bad name. This is stuff I've seen. I didn't do things like that. That's just dumb. You're creating problems. You're giving everybody else that rides a motorcycle a bad name, and it's a bad idea. Now, let me go back to the tailgaters, though. It is one of the most cardinal sins to get right on the bumper of a motorcycle going down the road. The, the person on a motorcycle has much less protection on that motorcycle than somebody in a car. So there is no reason for anybody to be tailgating a motorcycle going down a road. Uh, the motorcyclist can stop much quicker if there is a hazard in front of them than the person behind them. So if you are behind a motorcycle, you should be giving that motorcyclist extra room. And the, the reason I say extra room when they go to stop, you're going to have to stop. It's going to take you longer to stop than it would the motorcyclist. So, again, safety concern, but at the same time, it's just common courtesy. When I was on a motorcycle, it would drive me nuts if somebody was in a two-ton automobile or, or truck behind me within a, a car length of me and I'm doing 45, 50 miles an hour. If I go to hit my brakes to have to stop suddenly – I'll be able to stop, but I'm getting ready to get creamed in the rear end by whatever's behind me then because they're not going to be able to stop as fast as I can stop. And it's just incredibly unsafe for the poor person that's on the motorcycle uh, to have somebody that's riding that close to them behind them. Next thing I wanted to hit real quick, if you're turning off of a side road and going onto a main road and there's cars coming, make sure you have plenty of room. 
cutting them off is not smart, and you you can again cause what I call an accordion accident because of people having to hit their brakes to stop to keep from hitting you. Make sure there's a safe distance before you go out. One of the old things that, and one of the old comedians used to do a skit about when tickets could be issued, and, and he's right from this area, and that's Gallagher. Used to do as part of his comic shtick, uh, talking about authorizing law enforcement officers to issue tickets with people that get a sufficient number of what's called stupid stickers stuck on their car from going down the road. And in the old days, what he was talking about was if you saw somebody doing something stupid going down the road, you could literally take like a little you know toy gun type thing and shoot their car with a stupid sticker. And if the cops saw them with enough of those stupid stickers on, they would get a ticket. That's not a bad idea. It won't work. Uh, but, you know, when somebody's that dumb behind the wheel, maybe they need to have somebody talk to them in order to try to keep them from doing dumb things in the future. Uh, it, it's not practical, but it, it really kind of brings home that he, this was 25, 30 years ago he was talking about the stupid stickers in part of his comedy routine. For those of you that don't know who Gallagher is, I invite you to go look. He was kind of funny. Uh, he was the guy that had the sledge that would smash watermelons and other fruits all over everybody. I mean, it was hilarious. The people in the front rows always brought, like, tarps and raincoats to be able to protect themselves during the act. But he had other comedy that he would deal with during it, and it was mostly life experience type stuff. He's the one that came up with the whole idea of a stupid sticker with a ticket to be imposed as a result of getting too many stupid stickers. And so I like the idea. Unfortunately, it won't happen and it won't work, but it was certainly a, a funny proposal to deal with it. Uh, for those of you that did not make it to the Lakeland Gun Show this last weekend, it was a fantastic show. They're going to have another one in September. I think it's the third weekend in September. But there is a show this weekend at the uh, Pasco County Fairgrounds in Dade City. Uh, it is located at 36722. That's 36722 State Road 52 in Dade City. Uh, just write the address down or look it up or look up Pasco County Fairgrounds. It's at the fairgrounds. There will be signs that direct you into it. It is another quality gun show. And if you couldn't make it this last weekend, or even if you did make it, there will be different vendors at this show as well, and it's thoroughly enjoyable. I'll be there. You can come by and say hi to me as well. So, like I said, if you didn't make it this last weekend, it's another good quality gun show, and I think you'll enjoy doing it. It's on Saturday from 9 to 4, and on Sunday from 9 to 3. Please don't show up at 2.45 and start deciding you want to shop on Sunday. That is just completely inconsiderate to the poor folks there. I mean, you can come in. They'll let you in. But most of us are ready to go or getting ready to go about that time. Try to get there a little earlier. Uh, we'll all be glad to accommodate whatever you want to do at that point as far as best we can. But, again, common courtesy within our society is something that seems to be missing a lot of times. But, anyway, that show is at the Pasco County Fairgrounds in Dade City. Uh, I've given you the address of 36722. Anybody that's familiar with where the motocross track is in Dade City, it's right there. That's the Pasco County Fairgrounds. And I will be there this weekend. You have been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM.